In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. The smartest man I've ever known was the simplest. He thought clearly, he spoke clearly, and he lived clearly. He was a professor, and at first I was unimpressed. I thought, surely there must be more, more than the law is what God demands, and the gospel is when God meets his own demands in Christ. Over the years, whenever I asked him a question, the answer was always the same, but in different words. God demands. Love God and love your neighbor. And God meets his own demands in Christ. That means God always makes the first move. And also that love is action. So God takes away your sins, and the only way that they can ever hurt you is if you take them back. That is God's gift to you in Jesus Christ. So you wake up every morning and you are free. You are free to love God and to love everyone around you, even your enemies. Jesus is a bit like that professor in the gospel appointed for this day. Thinking, speaking, and living clearly. Teacher, says a Pharisee, what is the greatest commandment? To which Jesus replies, that's easy. Love is action. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. In our day, we have a very odd view of love. Normally we define love not as action, but as reaction. Love is whatever pleases me. It is very egocentric and subjective. We forget about past kindness and about past graces. We forget about divine order and divine institution. We forget about Christ and his way. And then we react to the pain or the pleasure of the moment. So we judge God and others harshly based on our own broken, self-centered point of view. Jesus is just the opposite. Jesus does not act on what pleases me. Jesus acts on what pleases my Heavenly Father. That is why love can be described as obedience, saying what God says and doing what God does, seeing the world and your neighbor as God sees it, living as God lives, and loving whatever God loves. God loves your family, and your friends, and your enemies. God loves the poor, the oppressed, the hungry, and the children. God loves justice, 
and God loves mercy. God loves obedience and peace, and God loves love. It is all there in the Ten Commandments that you learned from the small catechism, or as Scripture says, from the Ten Words. God comes to a community much like this, and he says, I love you, and here's my great idea, that you would be mine. I will be your God. I will give you my name so you can always find me. I will gather you here every Sabbath. And I know your world is difficult and that you are pressed. So you rest and I will serve you. And when you go from here, honor your parents, love your children. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. Speak well of others. Be content with what you've got. It's the most beautiful thing in all the world. This is how we will live together in love. And you never need to worry because I will care for you. That is the world that Jesus wants. Where we all love God and love each other. That world puts us in step with the entire universe and it leads us home to Eden. You should know that the Lord will deal with us severely if we refuse to love as he loves. If we reject him, do not expect things to go well for us. If we skip church, if we don't tithe, if we don't pray, do not expect that God will bless us. If we do not care for the poor, if we lie about others, if we cheat even on the margins, if we steal, if we disrespect authority based on how we feel rather than how our Heavenly Father feels, based on our reaction rather than God's action in Christ, based on our emotions rather than his clear instruction, that's it. God will punish us out of love the way a father punishes a child that he loves. And so the old advice from tired old men who have spent a lifetime hearing confession is actually true. If you have pain in your life, it is very important to examine yourself according to the Ten Commandments to be sure that you're not caught in a chronic or grievous sin because those things block God's love and they bring his rebuke. The bottom line is that the Lord will deal with us severely if we refuse to love as he loves. But if we do, if we do love as God loves, then a whole new world opens to us. It is a world where love wins the day and we are gathered together as church, as family, and as life where Christ comes first. 
where his holy body and holy blood on this altar are the center of all things, where holy absolution is seen as a remedy and consolation for ills, where our holy baptism is a guarantee of our salvation, and where liturgy is pastoral care, where dropping those kneelers and kneeling down is an act of humility and confession, but also the acknowledgement that God blesses those who humble themselves. It is a world where we deal with our family and our friends on the basis of grace and even with our enemies because of the undeserved love of God in Christ. It is a gift to live that way. It is not the result of some lofty ideal or a good choice that we have made. It is also a challenge. It is Jesus' challenge to us in the gospel appointed for this day to love as we have been loved. We are horrible, we are desperate, we are self-centered, and we do terribly stupid, unloving things throughout our lives. But along the way, even though we may be punished in love by a father who seeks to correct us, at the end of the day, he draws us back and makes us free to love God and to love others. You might try it. And you will begin to see that the ultimate love of God is to agree with him. That the ultimate love is to obey. To see as God sees, to speak as God speaks, to do as God does, to live as God lives, to love what God loves, including your friends, your family, and even your enemies. And I promise you, if you do, you will find a love that will satisfy your heart. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. <laughs>